0: When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. What's
1: up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, November 1st. 2019 i'm one of your hosts greg miller alongside forbes 30 under 30 aka the best blue eyes in san francisco yeah! aka the verified one at tim gettys Let tim host where
0: did i uh, get that that new you of course moniker. got your
1: new moniker tim during kind of funny's halloween hellscape available now in hd on yes. youtube.com slash kind of funny games go see cool greg lose to his own brother in a match of his choosing.
0: Yeah, go check it out. Uh, we all worked very hard on this, the Halloween hellscape together, making a yeah. super fun WWE pay-per-view style uh, Let's Play event. I yeah. don't even know the, the right way to, to call it, but uh, a lot of fun. Special cameos abound. Right, Xavier and, Woods uh, is there, Dan
1: Ryker's there. Just a fun Coming energy, through. man.
0: I feel like we did a really good job hitting the level that we needed to, of it being... One of the most kind of funny products I think we've ever made. Yeah. Where it is like simultaneously the best and worst thing <laughs> ever. <laughs> You know not, I It's you know the I mean? worst, yeah. I don't know. In a lot of ways, it's like, wow, what are we doing? It's us being goons, for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah,
1: it was during, you know the Patreon stuff in January, right? One of the milestones we hit was to make a world uh, championship pay-per-view. And so we sat on that for a long time thinking about what that should be. And I'm, I'm really happy with what we came really, up with. Really,
0: really happy. And that wasn't all that went up yesterday, though. What Frank. was that? What else went up? The Kind of Funny Games cast went live midnight today. Uh, that is the review of Death Stranding. And we decided to put this one out for everybody, Patreon and non-Patreon. Patreon Patreon still get it ad-free. Yeah. yeah. uh, Because we wanted to hit that embargo because the discussion is hot on this one. It is
1: very hot, and we'll be talking about that today because this... Is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday on a variety of platforms? We run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, Patreon.com, Slash, Kind of Funny Games, with your questions, comments, concerns, and everything else under the video game sun. Then tune in to watch us record the show live, Twitch.tv, Slash, Kind of Funny Games. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunnycom Slash, you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we. Can set the record straight for everybody watching later on YouTube.com/slash/KindOfFunnyGames, RoosterTeeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. Housekeeping for you today: extra life is tomorrow. Can you believe it? The annual event we do raising money for the Children's Miracle Network is upon us. That means today we will do this show, Kind of Funny Games Daily. Then we will do uh, the in-review for Terminator Dark Fate. And then twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We'll switch over to community hosting. Everybody who's on Team Extra Life is signed up. There will be a bunch of different community members out there streaming. Until we go live tomorrow, Saturday, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. And stream shenanigans. For 24 hours. Wow.
2: Boss Baby Bear says he's gonna make it the whole time. Willie? Well, you has. <laughs> he has. He always says he. People always talk I, big. I stay here the entire time, I'll say that. Yeah. Do I fall asleep for an hour or two every time? Yeah. I
1: don't. You shouldn't be shamed for sleeping. You know what I mean? Right. You get You get a better performance. I remember that one year when I I was here, I think I, I did I went home and napped and I came back and I was here. And that's when they put a carrot in Jerry's Joey's wine and she almost like yeah. punched Andy in the face. Like, you know what that she wouldn't do that normally. Gosh. But she was pushed to the brink of madness because of this twenty four hours of games. And because we put a carrot in her wine. Also true. Uh, you should come watch twitch.tv slash kinda funny games tomorrow. You should donate or join the team kind slash extra life. Uh thank you to our Patreon producers, Blackjack and Muhammad Muhammad Today we're brought to you by Escape the Invasion and Quip, but I'll tell you about that later instead. Let's start the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report.
2: <laughs> Time for <laughs> some news. Four <laughs>
0: items on the Roper Report.
2: A does dozen.
0: Can you imagine drinking wine and <laughs> then hitting a carrot?
1: And not only that. And not
0: knowing it's a carrot. getting it. Get it
1: imagine <laughs> all that happening, I think, at four in the morning when you're bleary-eyed and you've been awake nonstop, you know? Oh, man. It
2: was <sighs> such a good moment. Because Joey likes carrots and she likes wine, but it turns out she does not like them together. Who would have thought? Who would have you, thought? You can watch that uh, moment on YouTube.com slash funny the, the 2017 Extra Life documentary. documentary right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's a rough one.
2: Uh number one on the rope Report. We're jumping into the deep end
1: right away. The Death Stranding Review Embargo, as Tim said, is up. We have your review roundup right now, and I should say as of 9.26 a.m., about 30 minutes ago, right?
0: Real quick, though, one last thing I want to say about our you review on the, the Gamescast, the Kind of Funny Gamescast, episode 245. Yeah. Go listen to it. Uh it's Where special that It's on uh, YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games or podcast services around the globe. Man, you uh, Rooster T30 like that, Yeah, huh? and Rooster T2 and other places. Uh, so... The the key thing though is that it's many people on this show. We got we have me, we have Kevin chiming in, we yep. have you, we have Imran, we have Fran, and we have Andy Cortez. All people that played various levels of the game. Correct. Um so it's a good discussion. Spoiler you know, free whole, as well many, too. Many spoiler-free, many different points of view. So I'm really proud of it. I yeah. think it's
1: a really well done thing. I'd love to I know I saw people on our subreddit talking about they'd love to see more of that. We'd yeah. all love to see more of that. It's just rare, I think, that a game comes around that is that deserving, and, and I don't mean that, I mean, in that way, that sounds really worse. I guess it's not that's so much work to take away from it uh, for, from all five of us, seven of us, or whatever you want it, be, it to be, whoever's going to talk, that it can only be
0: for the biggest stuff because yeah. it's going to require the most. I have a manner. feeling it's going to happen again soon,
1: though. Yeah, I agree. I think fall in order. Anyways. Death Stranding review is up. You should watch ours. Spoiler free. Very levels of how much people have played and how much people like or hate it. Uh, the Metacritic right now is in 84. That's as of 9.30 a.m. Let me give you. Well, yeah, where, what in the in the, the, in the cast review, right, we mm-hmm. go through it. I remember I said 82. Price is right rules without going over. I can't remember if Kevin said 84 or 85. That's mm-hmm. what I need to find out from somebody. Everybody's pulling it up. Everybody's looking into it on their own documents. I'll get into it. Uh, I have three selects. Here, here we go. So for the kind of funny review, oh, I'm sitting pretty right now. So the Price is Right rules, we said on the Gamescast review, that'll be this doesn't work until next Thursday when we record again. But Andy said Metacritic was going to be 72. Kevin said Metacritic's going to be 78. Uh, I said Metacritic's going to be 82. Uh, Fran said 85. Tim said 87. Imran said 89. Right now it's mine to lose. Will I? find out next time we'll to find out or just keep those numbers in your head and you'll figure it out in your own anyways GameSpot gave it a 9.0 cali plague over there said death stranding is a hard game to absorb there are many intertwining threads to its plot in silly names corny moments and heavy explosion belly belly belly. belly uh, and otherwise very exposition. simple message heavy exposition thank you that's way better uh that comes I gotta get bigger I just gotta suck it up and make the typeface bigger yeah. I'm at 12 now it's time to go to 14 I'm old My old can't do it on, on the run anymore. That comes through much more clearly in the game's more mundane moments when you find a desperately needed ladder left behind by another player or receive a letter from an NPC thanking you for your efforts. It's positive without ignoring pain. In fact, it argues in both its story and its gameplay that adversity itself is what makes things worth doing and life worth living. It's a game that requires patience, compassion, and love, and it's also one we really need right now. Game Informer's Matthew Cato gave it a 7. Try as it might, Death Stranding's story doesn't shore up its faults. <laughs> There's a <laughs> lot of beaches in
0: this game. Yeah. Uh, well, it's also not the right shore. Well, it doesn't matter. It's the normal ko- It's not the right strand. It's not the right beach. It's not the right death. It's, it's not the that
1: <laughs> normal Kojima mix of twists and turns, tropes, and overbearing themes. But at least I like that it explores real-world topics like the theory of multiple dimensions in key <laughs> Events in the history of this of the planet's biodiversity. Like Sam himself, I often wasn't sure why I kept going in Death Stranding. Maybe there was a little bit of pride in another task checked off the list, another job done. Unfortunately, this added up to
0: little reward in the end. At least I, I can explore real world topics like, like multiple <laughs> dimensions. Hey man, that's a real world topic I'm talking yeah, about. Okay, time. cool. The theory of multiple dimensions is definitely a real world topic. So is the theory of superheroes. I don't like your tone dude, today. Hey, right. I'm I, just you're, saying, you're, man. I'm allowed. You're coming, in a, allowed. Little, you're coming in a little too loosey-goosey this Friday, all right, I don't sir? I don't know about that. Goose me up, dude. Gooses are hot this year. They
1: are really hot. Did you see all the Halloween costumes? Hong Kong? Top of that? And then IGN gave it a 6.8. Tristan over there wrote, certain landmark games in recent years, like The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, and Red Dead Redemption 2, have managed to successfully tread the line between the rigidity of realism and the exhilaration of pure escapism. But much like its stumbling protagonist, Death Stranding just can't consistently get the balance right, despite processing equally lofty ambitions and countless inventive ideas. There is a fascinating, fleshed-out world of supernatural science fiction to ex- enjoy across its sprawling and spectacular map, so it's a real shame that it's all been saddled on a gameplay backbone that struggles to adequately support its weight over the full course of the journey. It's fitting that Kojima Productions' latest is so preoccupied with social media-inspired praise because in some ways I did like Death Stranding, I just didn't ever love it. That's a great two- last two sentences
0: from Tristan on that one. Tim? Mm-hmm. surprised? Um, Surprised? I... Can't say that I am. Yeah, I also don't think that these are as divisive as I thought they were going to be. I thought it was going to be a bit more split between uh, tens and threes. You know, gotcha. And I like mean, there all, are tens out there. Six access. I'll even, I'll even like the, not say nines and tens. Nines okay. and tens. Okay. Like more similar to the GameSpot side of things than than what we're seeing here. Uh, the IGN six point eight. That to me seems that being the low one. I would say the big low one. Uh, that it looks like it's an outlier. That to me is the biggest surprise. That that seems like an, an outlier. Like yeah. it, it doesn't seem like people really hate the game, and it seems like a lot of people do really love the game. But there are some people that are just kind of like it's fine, which I didn't think this game was gonna be. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, th- I think it's that's what people, as you look through these reviews, wrestling with it. And like, again, yeah, there are a lot of nines and tens on there, right? I, I, obviously, I'm picky and choosy when I come through, but Push Square isn't gave it a 10, obvi- uh, obviously, uh, according to Metacritic. <laughs> Daily Star gave it a 10. IGN Italia gave it a 9.8. Uh, it goes on like that. And I'm going to scroll all the way the bottom here, right? Then, yeah, most are all, the lowest it looks like is the 60s you got here from VGC. Uh, S- Stevie Orr, he has a 35. But, yeah that's not I don't know who these people are. Um so yeah, I think it's that wrestling with the fact of people getting into it, uh wrestling with they don't like the gameplay but they like the world or they don't like the story but they like the world or that you know, there's so many different elements to the game that I can understand looking at it and being like how do you rate this? What do you do with it? 3s, I mean, There's always an argument to be made that the review scales in video game reviewing isn't uh, used enough, right? Like, it isn't actually uh, used. But I don't think a three would be right, right? If the game is beautiful and works. For me, when you drop below a five is when, like, I'm falling through the earth
0: or this just doesn't control or move the way it should. Yeah. So, okay, three, again, might be simplifying this like i'm saying the more under five level where it's like we're gonna make a statement with our review of this game is bad is that that's what i'm saying because like seeing ig being at ign for so long and seeing how people review things that is the hey like there are problems with this and i thought that's what this would be where it's like kind of uh empty promise at the end of the day Mm -hmm. of people playing this game being like this no like we can't give this game good reviews just because it came from the guy that made metal gear yeah going full him right sure and I, I'm that's not gonna vibe with everybody sure. it's gonna vibe with a lot of people yeah you know so like that that's the thing is I feel like you I could count on this getting great reviews from a ton of people yeah easy no yeah. matter what side unseen just knowing that yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I I am surprised that we're seeing some things like even the 6.8 where it's like okay cool there's a game in there you know like yeah a, a, a solid game. Was, I that, was that a purpose or not it I can't tell that, that, that was on purpose? Okay, purpose okay my well,
1: apologies yeah, yeah. Uh, of course our review's up I really really liked it Tim you stopped playing it you didn't like yeah. it you don't play on about back.
0: five hours in it's just like it. It. I found out what this I knew what this game could be Yeah, and it, for me it was one of those two paths and it is the latter path Yeah, it, I would give this game under a five based on what I played would never give a fucking game a score without beating it but it's one of those things I'm like I know this isn't for me and yeah. like, there's enough things that I'm like not only do I know it's not for me like I think there's a lot of stuff in my, this is not good mm interesting. Well, let's get into some questions here, of course. Borzin00 writes into Patreon.com
1: slash kinda funny games and says, Good morning, Greg and Tim. Death Training reviews are out, and while it is mostly positive, parentheses, I would call a plus eighty or an 80 plus on Metacritic and Open Critic mostly positive. However, there seems to be a celebration on the negative side that the game is exactly what people thought it was, a delivery game made by Hideo Kojima. A specific review from a major reviewer is being touted as being the specific reason why this is a bad game. And Without anybody else besides reviewers playing the game, people are almost celebrating the fact that a game that maybe never spoke to them is bad and using the said review to say, see, you should not play this game because it is bad. My question is, how should we respond to people who are acting like this as our mission as kind of funny best friends to be better? It's like any other time. You just don't. Don't. Yeah. They're, they're just trolling. If they, they, what, the reviews are out there for you to make up your own mind and go through and see. Again, that's what I, lo- I was so excited about when I was playing this. And I'm like, oh man, this is uh, this is the Red Dead again, where this is a work of art. What are people going to see in it? What are people going to like about it? What are they going to hate about it? And how are they going to you know personally filter all that information? The fact that you have GameSpot giving it a 9 and IGN giving it a 6.8 and both of those sites having great, fleshed out, well-written reviews as to why people feel, why they feel that way that is awesome i love that i love it when you get to go in there and be like who am i more like they're complaining about this do i like that or not like that you know what i mean like i've I've had so many people with what i've said about it in our review and what i said about red dead 2 in red dead 2 reviews last year being like Well, i I agreed with greg about not enjoying red dead 2 for certain reasons Mm -hmm. are those the reasons he is, is, is does he enjoy this because of x y and z trying to figure it all out like Put together this puzzle for yourself to f- understand if you think it's going to be interesting. If it's going to be something for you, is really cool.
0: It definitely is, and that's what this game set out to be. Yeah, this game set out to be something that makes you think, and and it, you know, to be art, and yeah. to to be this thing that is not just a video game. It's more than a video game. It's about connecting people, and I feel like that I feel well. like if anything that the, the discussions happening suc- did that. Successfully. Oh yeah, totally. So it's like, and they're going to continue to do that for. At least a year to come, I think at the time will tell. Like what this game actually does in the pantheon of video games. Like yeah. I feel like if this gets turned into a franchise, uh, I think that the kind of meaning behind the game right now will go away because mm-hmm. I do think that it'll it'll turn into more of a traditional game series, and yeah. people aren't going to look at this as like a super different thing that happened. They're just going to be like, oh yeah, that was the start of Death Stranding. But that's the that's thing why is, I hope it doesn't. I yeah. ho-
1: I really do. I, we talked about this in the review to end it yesterday, but but like thinking even more about it, I really do hope that this is it. This is what the story I wanted to tell. Here it is. I'm gonna. It's my. It's this weird little movie I made. You know, like it's this a little movie. You know what I mean. This the is this weird, weird little game I've made, and here is what I you know I wanted to say with it. I've said it, and like yeah, because I think it, it would be weird to, based on what that world is, and there's more stories to tell in there. But to come back to it and flesh it out more, and then. Have it be like, oh, okay, this was like Assassin's Creed 1, where it was like, you got to Assassin's Creed 2, you're like, oh, man, they improved X, Y, and Z, that's great. Whereas, like, you know, there was a long conversation yesterday in our review on Gamescast where Fran was like, they was this on purpose that they left this, that, and the and like, yes, that is 100% on purpose that they did that. That's like,
0: frustrating. For, but it's the design. It's the goal. But yeah. that. Should that be the goal in a video game? So many discussion exactly. points yeah, to yeah, come exactly. from this. Oh, the discourse. That's the thing that's weird to me. Is like we're at a point with video games that you know they can be so many different things, and it's been that way for a long time. So the fact that this game can exist at the level that it does with the polish that it has and the yeah. budget behind it, that alone is impressive. Yeah. Is it the best use of that polish and budget and time and resources and all this stuff? I don't know. But the, even just look at the PlayStation side of it, that PlayStation is pushing this as their big fall game for near the end of its life PlayStation cycle? 4 life cycle. Like that, we give PlayStation a lot of shit for, you know, not being as creative as it was. Not being day. as weird as it was. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like this is the weirdest thing they've ever done on this scale <laughs> by True. far. True. You know, yeah, and like yeah. it, it's committing to a vision. And sure, it's committing to one of the most renowned, you know, developers of all time or designers of all time like with his new team but that's still ballsy and that still should be commended in in some form even if it didn't vibe with me yeah oh no totally and that's you know
1: exactly what i talked about in uh the show yesterday right that it's it's interesting to be on this side of it after last year being on the other side of it and being like i don't like red dead i i don't I, i it is a work of art i'm glad it exists i'm glad they made their vision all these different things it's just not for me and that doesn't mean that it's a bad game. It just means it's not a game for me. Mm-hmm. Instead of being on this side now where this one totally vibes with me and have like you and Imran be like, oof, not for us. It's interesting to have those conversations. And I think, you know, to seal Imran's classic th- lines of like, you're not wrong. Like, you're saying these things and I understand why it resonates that way for you. Like, I can't, I, it was that one we were talking about the outer worlds where he's like, I can't argue with you. Like, you're right about these points. It's just I don't see them from that lens. I don't take it that way. Yeah. Uh, the nanobiologist wrote in to patreon.com slash games and says, hey, Greg and Tim, every Death Stranding review is out and this game is clearly this year's Red Dead Redemption 2 with its divisiveness. Oh, but overall, chat that this game... But, but overall, chat that this is a game of ge- the generation. But is being divisive in this way okay and a fantastic sign that this is a new example of what the games industry can offer? What I mean is naturally people are mad about the divisiveness of the game and how their high expectations of it being uh, how high expectations of it are being brought down by low review scores but even some people that were excited ended up not liking it at all but can still recognize that the game what the game brings and the gameplay that's not combat focused but brings what sounds like an amazing story to the table in a very beautiful way is this the new game that when people talk or talk about what gaming is or can be and what they will do for the world
0: they'll present this as evidence no <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of questions in there and a lot but that, that last bit like no this will not be the evidence because you don't want to an example of what video games can be should not be the thing that's divisive <laughs> yeah right Yeah, yeah, yeah. it should right. be something that like, is, God of War I think is a better example I was gonna life. say this is this what Andy is what games talked about can right? be
1: yeah um, Andy talked about it in the review right and I, I agree with him too of like he he's loving this game. He's enjoying this game, and he's put some like I think it was forty seven hours into it. He was talking 40, about right, and he's, forty hours. Yeah, he's only into taking chapter highways. three or whatever. Yeah, like he's really taking the his time with this game to do everything, which is how I wanted to play it if it hadn't been the fear embargo. Um, I'm, I understand exactly what he means when he's like, this isn't a game he would bl- give out as a blanket to anybody of like, hey, you want to play? You want to see? What, you love games? You have to play this, right? Yeah. No, it's like hey, that would be God of War. When, See, you talk, when you're talking about Game of the Year, Game of the Generation, something like that.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but other conversations that I've had with Andy that were similar to that, mm-hmm. like, I think not only is it that he wouldn't recommend it. Uh, blanket recommendation. Blanket is that like he wouldn't recommend it to anybody. Like, he he per- like wouldn't recommend it to them unless they were very specific people like, hey, you'd like this. It's like, he knows he'd like it because he's a weird little dude. Sure. You know, know what I mean? He's a weird little dude. He's a weird little dude. But it's like, that is a very different kind of idea, right? Yeah. Where God of War is this thing of, like, look, this is what video games can be. Sure. Um, going back to nanobiologists here, is I, is, it, is being de- divisive in this way okay, and a fantastic sign that this is a new example of what games industry can offer, is it okay? Absolutely. Is yeah. this a fantastic sign of the, what the games industry can offer? I don't necessarily think the answer is yes, it's also not no. Mm. Like It reminds me of, and I, this is going to bring in a lot of shit, but Last Jedi, with the reviews of of that coming out of like what that did that no matter what way you look at it caused a lot of issues with star wars and yeah. with hollywood were those issues good at the end of the day bad at the end of the day i don't know yeah. but the fatigue of star wars like the, the the production like the studios and how everything fell apart and how everything kind of like turned the conversation turned sour really quickly regardless of the quality of the movie regardless of Whether you liked it for the ballot, you're not wrong. Going back to the you're not wrong thing. Whether you loved it, whether you hated it, uh, I don't think anybody can argue that the discussion was bad and continued to be bad. I'm interested to see if that happens with this. I don't think that it will because I don't think that Death Stranding is that divisive. And I don't think that it... it, I think that a lot of people went into this, even the Metal Gear fans, knowing that they weren't going to get that out of this. Knowing they weren't going to get what? Metal Gear. Oh yeah, yeah. Whereas people went into Last Jedi expecting Star Wars, right? The people that expected Luke Skywalker to come in and and like mow motherfuckers down with a green lightsaber, didn't get that. Whereas I, I think that the people, myself included, going into this being like, man, I would love just Metal Gear style gameplay and story more than anything in this game. Going in, I'm like, I don't, I don't think I'm going to get that. And then when I saw I'm not getting that, I'm like, cool, right? yeah, Yeah. But I think that that kind of like you, you already are going into it with a different type of. Uh, mentality and that's why I think that it's not gonna be divisive in the same way as these like giant tentpole things that are examples of like what things can be. Gotcha. See I think I is gonna
1: be is it, you know, his question here is it a fantastic sign that this is a new example of what the games industry can offer. Fantastic is a bit too much hyperbole for me. I think it's a great sign of what we could offer I think it's a good sign it's definitely a good sign of what we could offer I love you know I was talking about it in the review as well the silly putty right of pulling it in every direction I like that PlayStation was like here is millions of dollars to make a triple a weirdest shit fucking game and so many people are on board with it both I'm talking about fans obviously gaming uh, gamers and then like Norman Reedus and Mattis Mickelson, like because it's like yeah okay cool Hideo Kojima wants to do something weird let's go I gotta hold this baby I got to have invisible people walking on me. I got it. Let's Yeah, I get it.
0: Yeah, but then then there's the other side of that, though, where it's like, cool, they're saying that. But are they going to play this game? No. Absolutely. Absolutely yeah. not. You know? And yeah. it's like, not that they need to, but it's just like, there's just. But I like it. I like it because I like that there, wherever,
1: for movies, whatever weird movie I want to watch, there's going to be, I can find that. Whatever weird mood I'm in for a weird movie, I can find that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It doesn't matter that you'd never want to go watch whatever weird indie zombie movie i want to go watch but the fact that i do and there is a
0: avenue for it that's awesome yeah it is it's just again like when the budget gets put behind it and when the power and the resources dollars and and, cents in business the business realities yeah yeah like that's sometimes the indie things don't necessarily deserve that big of a push You know, in in place of other things, which is definitely the case here when you're looking at PlayStation and how much money would be put behind something like this. Um, But but uh, but it's also we'll see how it does. Right. And and because
1: I'm saying we're throwing around indie because it's what Kajima Productions is technically indie. And when you think of like a weird indie movie director, you'd think of Hideo Kajima, even though he's making video game blockbusters and
0: things. I mean, that's that's, that's the thing that like I'm saying indie is indie art. Independent, like yeah. indie vibe of art, not independent developers. Just make sure we're on the same page. Just dif- make sure we're things same page. there because Kojima, I would not think of him as a indie movie director. I would think of him as a big budget Hollywood movie director. He just has weird tendencies. Yeah, right. And that, that's the difference. And it's like until his games stop making a shit ton of money to support that. Yeah, he's. In the right, do whatever the hell he wants. Do yeah, whatever yeah, the yeah. hell he wants, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And and that's where this game. I'm so interested to see where the the sales of sales this are, yeah. come in because, you know, people like Kojima, like video gamers like Kojima. Yeah. Outside of that, do they like Kojima? Or do they like Metal Gear? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that we'll we'll see soon because. I wonder what Sony's thinking about these reviews. I know that they know that they knew going into this that it wasn't going to be they tens were across totally the board. Totally ready for this. They yeah. understand, and yeah, I, yeah. I think that more so than any other game, uh, they're looking at this and they're like, you know, how we we've always heard about the like bonuses attached to like hitting certain Metacritics. or sure. like not even yeah, bonuses, yeah. just like the success incentives, like, incentives, or yeah. like is the sequel going to happen, or like you know just the their value of success is based on the Metacritic in a lot of ways. I think that this game probably doesn't have that. Like, I'm, I'm sure that they just had thing of like, "Hey, man, if we just get a couple nines, we're, pre- we're going to be pretty damn stoked about it." And yeah. I think that that is a fantastic sign. I'm just making that up and thinking it, but like, you got to assume that's the case based on how Sony PR has talked to us about this game. Like, I feel like they knew going in. Oh, the, totally, and that's that's good. To, I think that it is important too if you're going to do something really fucking weird set the expectations correctly, not from sales perspective, not from whatever, just from like, are people going to like this? Is this Was this a good idea? Yeah. And I think they're seeing that it was for them. We'll see, see when, the, I, no, when totally. the users get it in their hands and are playing.
1: I mean, again, like I know it sounds weird and reductive, but the fact that like I was, you know, at a bar the other night and I looked over and they were running a Death training commercial, right? And it was like prominently featuring Norman Reedus. It's like, that's going to speak to mainstream people as well. Like, and I, it is a weird thing that even for I, I think of when I was in high school and I was playing Metal Gear Solid for the first time and really fell in love with it. And talking to my friends about it, my, you know, jock friend who didn't really play that many games and definitely didn't read EGM and definitely didn't he knew who it, who Kojima was before I did. Really, where he when I was like learning about Metal Gear and he's like, oh my god, I played it all the time. And the, you know, the guy does this and when it goes to the black screen and says it and it looks like you got on your input, that's actually his name. And I was like, holy shit, like. That still speaks to some a lot of people, and so mm-hmm. it's going to be really fascinating to see removed from even the people who read reviews of what it actually looks like when they get out there and what they think about when they see this and what mainstream gamers are going to do.
0: Especially with the PS4 with the install base that it does now. Yeah. You know, a couple of days ago they were talking about it now being the second best-selling, second best-selling home, home console. console of all time. Mm-hmm. Like that means that you know everyone that wants to play this game is going to be able to. Yeah. That's yes. really impressive. And then next year with PC, even more everyone will.
1: <laughs> where do you think it's going to show up on, I guess, is it, well, where do you think it'll be on NPD? Fuck. For November.
0: It's, it's oh, launching what? It's <laughs> what? Oh, November. It, yeah, because it's this. Yeah, you think Star know.
1: Wars is going to be out there ready to eat this launch?
0: Yeah, and then Call of Duty will have it. Still, like, yeah. still be going. still be going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You think it makes top five? I don't think it does. Yeah. Mm, I know, right? Really? Dude, Pokemon. Know, right? Pokemon, man.
2: Fu- Pokemon is this month?
0: November? Yeah, dude. Jesus, Yeah, it doesn't Christ. make top five. Especially if you, you count sword uh, and shield separately.
2: Oh, and they will. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, yeah, it's got to be Call of Duty, maybe Pokemon, then Jedi.
1: I was going to say, remember, Jedi is on every, everything. Yeah. So oh, that yeah, that's a good point. Digital sales won't count, though, right, depending on where they are. Yeah, so. yeah. It's a tough one.
2: Yeah, Jedi is the one where I'm, uh, that, that could be anywhere for me.
0: Jedi's gonna sell. I, I'm oh, pretty yeah. confident in yeah. it.
2: Okay. Wow.
0: Mm, Anthony writes into Patreon.com
1: slash kinda funny games and says, How important was Norman Reedus peeing in Death Stranding? You guys didn't even bring it up in the review, and it has a whole trailer for the game. <laughs> it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Like you you do it and like you can, you know, do things to the BTs with it, pretty much, but it's not important. Don't worry about it. Uh, Drew wrote into Patreon.com slash kinda funny games and says excited, excited for that. Excited for all of the polarizing chat about Death Stranding, but let's not lose sight of the most important aspect. How's the trophy list, Greg? Thanks. Trophy list is good. I'm not gonna say it's an easy platinum, obviously, because there's a ton of stuff to do in it. But I didn't when I was looking through it. I didn't see any difficulty stuff like do this. You know what I mean? Like playing on hard, I definitely didn't see like you know S rank every mission or anything like that. Uh, however, it's one of the normal problem that's very annoying for a pre-release game where. If I, since the trophies aren't live on PlayStation, when I'm, and this is a game that I'm always connected to the internet on, if I went into my trophy list, of course, it wouldn't be there. I'd have to wait for a trophy to pop and then do it, or go into my online settings, disconnect from the network, go look at them there. Then, of course, I played it on two different systems, so my trophy list is split. So after I completed it, I'm still not sure how many I have open and what I need to do, but I was going to take a gander this weekend and start it. but then again, it's extra life, so I can't really gander at anything. Joshua asks, I've been gaming on PC and a, and a base PS4. I'd rather play Death Stranding on PC. Do you think I could avoid spoilers until it comes out next year or should I just play it on PS4?
0: I don't think you can avoid spoilers. Really? Yeah. I think it's like here's, here's, I don't think it's gonna a question be... for you, Greg. That I, I should have asked in the review yesterday. Are there things to spoil? Yes. Okay. I know that's why I was like so adamant I, I don't think people should watch that launch trailer.
1: Where I'm like, those are moments in. There's moments in the launch trailer I don't think should be spoiled, and uh, revelations in the launch trailer I don't think should be spoiled. Because hmm. I, I when I was playing through it, there's things that are revealed and stuff. I I think it, it wouldn't. It's there's not like the, you know a whodunit at the end kind of thing. Like you want that's like the big reveal, but there yeah. is you are building to a question and you do question yourself. I think as you go a long time, but I don't think you'd be able to. And I I don't think it's gonna be like you know Dumbledore dies in the comments or anything like that. Like people are gonna be shouting things out about Norman Reedus, but. I do think you'll run into it. I do think, you know, eventually when the game's out, you're going to see things on the internet and people making fun of things or using GIFs or doing all sorts of stuff. I showed you one today that I want to GIF out, and it's like...
0: Yeah, yeah. Moving on. Yeah.
1: BJ Bernard gets the final question here on Death Stranding and says, Hi, y'all. I've asked this question on KFGD before, but it was with those hacks at OK Beast when they did their show. Reading and listening reviews for Death Stranding, I find myself interested in the story slash narrative. I love stories in video games, and it's why I fell in love with them. Do you think we are living in the best time for storytelling in video games? How does the story of Death Stranding match up with some of your favorites? Are you interested in stories in video games coming up soon?
0: Are we living the best time for storytelling in video games right now, Tim Geddes? Here's my very real and very negative sound Oh, take. here we fucking go. Uh unfortunately we are yeah and I, I say that as like i wish that we were even in a better place currently sure okay sure 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 um i think that just naturally games have uh moved towards a more narrative experience in a way that they're allowed to and be backed up by voice acting and by you know proper writers not just oh hey uh write a story trick sure. guy that's also you know coding programmer the game or yeah, whatever yeah. so because of all of that uh we are are moving towards that however I would say that so many of the the best stories in video games um, were, I would say even like Metal Gear Solid was a great one. And that was a very long time ago. And I feel like, like it requires visionaries to be able to make these moments happen. And I think that once those visionaries keep going, keep going, keep going, you run out of ideas eventually. Or things just get crazy and convoluted and sneaky and me to do that yeah you did uh, yeah you did i swear to god i didn't um but I, I think the video games have a very long way until um they're pumping out good story after good story i think there are very few examples of great stories in video mm, games mm. and um I, I think that that upsets people uh when i say that because they want to defend the thing that they love so much but it's very rare that i think the story and gameplay elements back each other up which makes the story uniquely video game otherwise I'm going to compare these movie-like games to movies, and we don't get that many stories that I think can compare to the best movies, even if they are the best stories in games, Mm, right? mm, Yeah, Uh, I think Uncharted comes to mind for that. I love the Uncharted games because of their story. Is their story amazing? Yeah, Emily. Emily. It's not. It's really not when you compare it to other to movies sure right um why do you think that happens do you,
1: i i think the problem that you run into a lot and why i think i do think we're living in the best time for storytelling in games i do think it gets better all the time i do think that there's tons of great examples out there and i think one of the things that's really helping is how successful indies are right now and how they're not afraid to make a shorter game mm-hmm. i think the biggest struggle you have and i think death stranding is an example of it right of cool there's a uh, there's a great story here i i fucking floored it for the embargo, right? And it took me 37 hours to get to the end of that story. Like, yeah, I remember when Kojima put in the, he's like, oh, we're putting in a very easy mode so that if you just want to see this story, you can. Like, even if, let's say that shaved off seven hours. Yeah. you're like a, a, a person who's like, oh man, I love Norman Reedus but I'm not going to, oh, there's a very easy, nine, they're not going to play
0: 30 hours of yeah. this
1: game to find out what's happening. Like, to, I feel like twist, that's
0: where it starts going down. To twist what I'm saying uh, to make it a bit more clear, what if, Death Stranding, was a show that came out on Netflix. Would people watch it? The sixty hours it is, right? Well, no,
1: because the gameplay you 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 don't want to watch gameplay. With the exception of everybody on in the very successful platform. I'm, I'm talking about the
0: story. I'm talking about just like just the cutscenes. If, if just like I, I'm not saying literally. I, you're not saying literally. Yank yeah, it out. I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. that the story of Death Stranding were a series and like. Just take that for what it is. Just if it were a series, I, mean, I can interpret however I want to. Yeah. No, I don't think. Really? Yeah. yeah. I I feel like people, it, it things vibe with every like somebody out there for sure. Yeah. But I think it would just be another Netflix original show that like some people are like, dude, you gotta watch this, and most people are like, nah, I get. Or some people are like gave it a shot, I don't like it at all. It wouldn't be special, you know. Yeah. And that's it's be it's special because it's in a video game.
1: Hmm mm, mm, mm. I don't know. It's a weird sci-fi story. I could really see like the encounters with BTs and stuff being shot really interesting, being really nerve-wracking trying to work your way through it. Like as, you know, the protagonist you're watching the protagonist go through. Yeah. I think you could
0: do something really cool with it. I think you could do something really cool. I just I I don't think that it would be. Like I feel yeah. like it would just kind of just be another sci-fi story. Sure. That is on Netflix right now. You can go watch. Yeah. You know? And like that's the thing is like great video game stories, I think Last of Us is an example. Right, that is a very great story. Cool, one of the very few God of War. Great story. Yeah, you start to like lose the 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 fight pretty quickly, I think, though. And you're trying to talk about like there there's this vast amount of great stories in video games. I don't agree. So I mean, I mean, you're talking about AAA, and, if you're talking like AAA stuff. I'm talking any anything because I mm. feel like when you get to the smaller indie titles, then it's just there's there's great ideas. There's like so many awesome bits but it would be much better served on different levels or to be fleshed out or in other mediums and i feel like story is such a weird thing but i'm talking about combining plot character uh gameplay dialogue and and then the gameplay backing all that up into being something special like that's to me a great story in video games
1: okay
0: i don't know if there are examples i'm just saying well that's
1: the thing is i think that that's what we started to get into then is just like well, how many does it need to be to be great? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how And, and how many are we missing because we're just not playing that certain game or doing these certain
0: things? Right? It's So for me, I look at it differently where it's not like a how many until there is. It's more like I'm disappointed in how many aren't. When okay. I'm playing games and okay. I'm just like, this should be better. That's, you know
1: what? All right, there you go. Yeah, I'm that, with you that's now. That's what Thank it you. is.
0: It's just like I want more games to care more about that and for them to really be meaningful and to be able to be looked at as like, fuck, this story is awesome because it's a video game.
1: Okay, I understand now. I'm with you now. I'm not as angry as I was anymore. I take back some of my anger number two in the Roper Report. Amazon's blocking unauthorized Nintendo products. This is James Batchelor at gamesindustry.biz. Amazon is clamping down on a number of sellers offering Nintendo products through its marketplace. In an email shared via the Amazon Sellers Forum reveals that anyone listing items produced by the platform holder now need the company's approval before they can continue with these transactions. Quote, if you do not obtain approval to see these products prior to 2019-1031, your listings for these products will be removed the email reads Amazon notes this is part of our ongoing efforts to provide the best possible customer experience although it's not clear whether this decision has been made by Amazon, Nintendo or both GamesIndustry.biz is contacting Nintendo for clarification the retailer has contacted all sellers that have previously sold affected products but assured that quote there is no penalty associated with the action good 100% good yeah I hate having to double check stuff like that when I like, uh, my kickstand on my Switch finally like broke broke it got caught and like i was like crap i need a new kickstand so i was looking around and it was that thing of like oh here's exactly what i need i was like wait and i had to, like click around the page and I'm, like is this an actual one yeah. or is this some 3d printed thing i'm getting from some person and that, that's
0: the problem is like there's a ton of uh good products out there that are not officially nintendo that uh third party people are making to yeah. that are better than the nintendo ones whatever it's this is clamping down on the people that are trying to trick you into thinking it's the exactly. actually official nintendo stuff and if those other things are kind of a casualty of that, I think it's worth it because there's just, too, especially with Nintendo on Amazon, there's just too much bullshit.
1: Yeah, there's tons of crap on there. So yeah. I thought it was a good move as well, Timothy. Number three on the Roper Report, another Anthem lead has left Bioware. This is Richard Wakeling over at GameSpot. Anthem continues to lose its lead voices as another public-facing figure, figure figure departs Bioware following the live service game's rocky launch. Chad Robertson, Bioware's head of live service, announced on Twitter that he's leaving the studio after 14 years of service. Star Wars The Old Republic, Anthem, The Austin Studio, and Bioware are in, in good hands. Uh, you can expect great things ahead, he said. I'm very excited about the next step of my journey in the game industry and look forward to sharing it that soon. Robertson is the second Anthem lead to depart BioWare following the game's launch after lead producer Ben Irving left the studio back in August. Irving took over Anthem's post-launch plans when the original creatives moved on to other projects, with Robertson seemingly replacing him in August, albeit with no change of title. Back in September, Robertson said the studio was ditching the game's act structure so that BioWare could address some of the core issues people were experiencing, opting instead to release future content as seasonal updates. Fucking Anthem, Tim. Yeah. Remember this time last year when we were doing, like, what are you excited for in 2019? Yeah, and anthem, and anthem, people anthem. were like, man, Anthem. I can't wait for Anthem. I'm this, that, and that. Maybe Anthem be game of the year. Yeah. Up in their fucking faces. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And this thing, man. What's How's the Anthem going to end? Slowly. You think so? it's just, it's, this is just going to keep
0: happening, right? People yeah, are going to yeah. leave
1: the project and they're just going to keep I, I think it's just going to be in the background. It's just, yeah.
0: you know, like, it's. I, I feel that it's only getting brought up when these things happen. It's not being brought up in ways of, like, oh, man, hey, it's getting better, guys. Yeah. You know? It's just not, and I don't think that that's going to happen. I think that EA is in a place where we're seeing them transition to trying to like goodwill, at least. Like yeah. I think the Jedi Fallen Order, hopefully, is as good as I expect it's going to be. I wait, man. I um, and I think that that could be really big for them, Apex Legends being as big as it is for yeah. them. like I, th- I can see them now looking like, okay, hey, these are Respawn projects, but what is Respawn doing right yeah, compared yeah. to everyone else? Kind of doubling down and being like, all right, guys, let's pump the brakes on this, this, and this, and let's keep... Keep doing the things that are working right yeah, now. Yeah, there
1: was a story earlier this week we were talking about a ride of like uh, BioWare is working on a new Dragon Age. BioWare is going back to something as well. Like they're clearly trying to get them back on track, I think. Course of course, correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I
0: think that's the right thing to do and it, you know it sucks for all the people that bought Anthem, but these things are going to happen and at some point you need to pull the plug, but I don't I don't think that that's, that's now. Like yeah. people are still playing. I'm I still.
1: I'm still on the Anthem subreddit I see it go through people out there getting all their uh, whatever special events in the cataclysm doing their thing yeah. there was one thing where they did update it and it was like hey we did all these quality of life f- fixes people were pretty stoked about yeah but, yeah uh, speaking of games I uh, blew people's faces number four Zenimax is offering Australian fallout 76 God refunds this is Hayden Taylor at gamesindustry.biz the Australian competition and consumer commission uh, has accepted a court enforceable <laughs> undertaking that Zenimax media likely misled customers uh, Yeah, no consumers over their digital rights regarding Fallout 76. Dissatisfied customers began complaining to the ACCC after ZeniMax representatives said they were not entitled to a refund for Fallout 76, despite experiencing various faults with the game. ZeniMax Media, along with its European and Australian subsidiaries, has now accepted that it likely contravened uh, Australian consumer law. "Quote: When a consumer buys a product, it comes with automatic consumer guarantees, and retailers must ensure their refunds and return policies do not misrepresent what the Australian Consumer Law provides," says said ACCC con- Commissioner Sarah Court. Man, imagine being like in the legal industry. Your name Sarah Court. In the ACCC. ACCCC. When a consumer has purchased a product that has a fault, which amounts to a major failure, the Australian Consumer Law provides them with the right to ask for their choice of either a repair, replacement, or refund. The company will now offer refunds to consumers who contacted them between November 24, 2018, and June 1, 2019. I like how the headline keeps getting thrown around, and it's even the way I put it in, right? Like, oh, Zenimax is offering Austria is like you're getting forced to. Yeah, they're yeah, forcing yeah. Sarah fucking Court is. She's forcing there, man. It. She's out there all commissioning right? it up. Sarah Court's not going to take any of this shit. Mm-hmm. All right, Tim, I'm yes. excited to see how Anthem and Fallout 76 fix it or fuck it from here on out. I'm excited to
0: see Sarah Court fuck shit up in the legal system. You
1: know what, Sarah Court. Good on you. All right? Yeah. Hold their feet to the fire in Australia and look out for spiders. Mm-hmm. Tim, if I wanted to know what games came to the and Grop shops today, where would I go?
0: The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show host each and every weekday.
1: Yeah, out today. Race with Ryan on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Citadel, forged with fire, on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Spirit of the North on PlayStation 4. Jalopy on Xbox One. Perseverance on Switch. The Mims beginning on Switch. Spirit beginning. Roots on Switch. Windmill Kings on Switch. The Forbidden Arts on PS4. Cubit's Quest on PS4. Twin Cop on PS4. Rift Raccoon on PC. Rift the Last Raccoon. Promise PC. Carl Boom, on PC.
2: I mean, what? W- which one do I pull up? You know, like I'm I'd not... like to see Rift
0: Raccoon. Yeah, me too. Okay. On PC, I don't I need I would... to see Carl Boom. I almost looked up race with Carl Ryan Boom. Carl like
2: Boom. Dumb little kid game. Uh, happen, Rift you know? Raccoon. Did you just
0: sing the, the Sonic Boom? I did, theme but I song? said Carl Carl Boom. I'm surprised you even know that Carl song. Boom, Carl Boom. Well, proud of you, Greg. Thank you. So you know what I mean. Yeah. Sonic <laughs> here
1: we go. Here we go. This is the Rift Raccoon. Oh, this you love oh. you love platforming. It's Celeste, but
0: you're a raccoon. But well, you're using rifts.
1: Yeah, you know, it's kind of, it's actually really different than Celeste. I'm surprised you would do that because yeah. he's rifting around things. He is. Celeste this raccoon. Oh, what's he doing there? Jumping up people? See, did you see a warp pipe though? Yeah. Yeah. He found a secret getting warp. In these walls ahead, of you would be no problem for you with claws. He's a
0: bouncy little raccoon.
2: Looks like uh, Alyssa's game of the year. She loves raccoons. Really? Yep.
1: Alright. Good to know. Good job. What, what if there was a raccoon in the house? Uh,
2: that's happened before. Huh. Yeah. What did she, she do? She got really excited. I was the one who freaked out. We got rabies lots of times. You know? But it was like a mom and three kids. Oh, that's definitely and not. You don't and, definitely don't want that. Yeah. And then she was like, what if we can keep one? I was like, you think the mom is just going to pause this right now? He's doing the best he can. Open a new tab. Oh, I'm going to click up. What do you? What's this new tab?
0: Now, new tab. Just type in Celeste. Now go. Oh, he. I, I just. No. I want an image search. Okay, that's enough. That's good. That's good. Okay. Look at this image. Please bring it up. Uh huh. Okay. Let's look at this image.
1: Yeah. So we're looking at Celeste. Ten minutes of gameplay at
0: Polygon. Now look at the other. It's
1: image. in a Celeste like this. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Oh my hmm. god! I can't believe Celeste wow. ripped off riff Rack here. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> oh my
0: god! <laughs> they don't give a fuck.
1: Hey man. You're making a lot of assumptions here, right? Oh, uh, new dates for you. I got none, but instead I got a deal of the day for you. I got the first uh, information on Xbox's uh, Black Friday de- uh, deals. Uh, th- this is just a sample of our entire Black Friday deals. Tune in via Mixer for a special episode of Inside Xbox Live from XO nineteen. Is that do we ever, we decided on O right? That's why I call it. XO19 in London on Thursday, November 14th at noon Pacific time for the full lineup of Xbox Black Friday discounts and offers. First up, we're offering a 50% discount on Sea of Thieves Anniversary Edition, the fastest selling first party first-party new IP of this generation. Join this multiplayer shared world adventure game featuring the modes that uh, you know what the fuck this is. Xbox, uh, uh, Xbox Live Gold uh, fans can also save up to $20 on the select Xbox wireless controllers, including some of the newest controllers in the Xbox collection. Uh, deals are valid starting November 24th and run through December 2nd, 2019. Plus, Black Friday kicks off even earlier for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and Xbox Live oh. Gold members with early access beginning November 21st. Tim? Yes. It's time for reader mail. Let's get you to can it. write into patreon.com slash games, where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Escape the Invasion. Ever wonder what you'd do if you found yourself in the middle of a post apocalyptic world that has been ravaged by a deadly virus inflicted by aliens? Looking for a unique date or game night that gets you off your devices and truly interacting with each other? You've got to check out this game called Escape the Invasion. It's all about immersive experiences, and they just announced the launch of their new post apocalyptic theme. Subscription box from the makers of Hunt a Killer, the popular true crime mystery subscription game that Jen and Greg play. Uh, comes Escape the Invasion, the sci fi game where you are a survivor on a rapidly dying earth after an alien invasion. You find refuge in a government bunker, but is it safer than the outside world? Can you trust your fellow survivors? You think you're safe that you found refuge, but there's a council that creates and controls every aspect of life in the bunker. What will you choose, freedom or safety? With Escape the Invasion, you receive a box of clues, physical items, and evidence each month. It's up to you to piece it all together, solve the mystery, and save humanity. Not everything is as it seems in this challenging game where you must decide who to trust. Your decision will determine the fate of the story, the bunker, and maybe humanity itself. It's been called an escape room delivered to your door where Fallout meets Alien. Escape the Invasion is a great way to get off your phones and connect with other people and your family, friends. But if you want to play alone, you can interact online with the community to swap theories and help others each other out. Right now, our listeners can go to EscapeTheInvasion.com slash KF Games for 20% off your first box. That's EscapeTheInvasion.com slash KF Games for 20% off your first box. EscapeTheInvasion.com slash KF Games. Can you survive the Alien Apocalypse? Up next is Quip. We're all using Quip, and it's because it's the best toothbrush out there. But what actually makes a better toothbrush? Industrial strength, power, claims of miraculous trendy ingredients, multiple modes. If you ask your dentist, they'll tell you it's less about the brush and more about how you use it. That's why Quip was designed and created with dentists and product designers to focus on what actually matters for your oral health, healthier habits. Quip's sensitive vibrations with a built-in two-minute timer guide gentle brushing for the dentist recommended two minutes with 30-second pulses ensuring it even clean. Quip automatically delivers brush heads to you every three months for clean new bristles right on schedule. The sleek, intuitive design is simple to use and comes with a travel cap that doubles as a mirror mount. These thoughtful features make brushing something you actually want to do every day. True story, my replacement brush heads are in the mail as we speak. Wow. Good habits matter to a healthier life, so help form fresh oral health habits with Quip. Brush it up. Quip starts at just $25. Brush it up, and you'll get the first refill free at getquip.com slash kf. This is a simple way to support the show and start brushing better, but you have to go to getquip.com slash kf to get your first refill pack free. Go right now. Getquip.com slash kf. Uh, EJ writes into Patreon dot com slash kind of funny games mm-hmm. like so many of you did.
0: I issue a challenge to people out there for you're wrong for the time we get to that. I'm trying to find out XO19. When is the press conference? When is the inside, inside Xbox? Xbox? Well, I just read it. The when it is? Yeah, it said the date, but what time? Noon Pacific,
1: mm. didn't it? Uh, Xbox Live from XO19 in London on Thursday, November 14th at noon Pacific for
2: okay. the full on line. Okay, okay, okay. You trying to figure out when Noon reacts. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Do we think Batman will be there? Probably not. But a lot of people keep asking me. But no, just don't get your hopes up. Don't it's because it. they broke you. You're yeah. broken now. Yeah. At this point, I think if you're if, if Batman showing up anywhere, it's Game Wars. Yeah. Get excited. Sense. But Speed again, high. why the fuck would they tease it three months early? To get you hyped for Game Wars. Aren't it's, you hyped? Look at the no. excitement. I can feel the excitement rating of you. Not, you. Don't. Do you want me to show you how it... Sure. <laughs> do it, tough guy. There it is. No. I don't know. No.
0: All right, well, that's no. fair, I guess. All right,
2: what's his question?
1: EJ writes in, Have you ever enjoyed a multiplayer game but had to stop playing it because of poor, match ma- of poor matchmaking or a lack of players? I used to love Overwatch, but the matchmaking has gotten so ridiculously long for attackers, I've just given up. It's frustrating. I want to play, but it's no longer get in, get out. I have to either spend 20-plus minutes waiting to find a match, play a different class, or take time looking for a team. This is why I try to avoid multiplayer games.
0: Amplitude for me. Um, back on the PS2 days, there sure. was issues, but then even on the PS4 days, of uh, I was trying to get a lot of the trophies, and yeah. I was having issues because there wasn't enough people. But mm. then I had best friends help me. Oh, the power of the best friends! Yeah, we can make Did things happen. It? No, it comes really hard to flatten. Them, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. got yeah. real close though. Yeah, yeah, that w- damn expert mode. A single-player
1: you know campaign. I mean? No, uh, for me it was DC Universe Online when they had so many problems back. Uh, when, uh, right after launch, when I played, I was playing for that first like month and a half way, way back in the day. That like the raids kept crashing. It would take forever to queue up. It just wouldn't work. There was queue lines and stuff. And eventually I bounced. Yeah. But then they fixed it when I came yeah. back.
0: Tony Ox Pro Skater 4 also comes to mind. Yeah, a lot of issues then.
1: Yeah. Mm, yeah, for all that stuff. Yeah, Barrett, you you ever give up on a multiplayer game due to poor matchmaking? Do 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 yeah. do do.
2: Um, yeah, I was trying to think about this because I read the question earlier. I can't think of anything because like the the multiplayer uh, platform was essentially dead. Like I, I feel like I I'm usually one of the first people to jump ship on like uh, multiplayer stuff. So yeah, yeah. All
1: right. uh, it's time to squad up.
2: This is where one of you writes into Patreon.com/slash/KindOfFunnyGames.
1: Give me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together today. Tony needs help. Tony is Jericho TVB, all one word, on all gaming platforms. Hi, Greg and Tim. Hey. So, so this isn't a traditional squad up. I'm writing in to share my appreciation for players and groups who actively welcome others looking to squad up. I'm a lapsed Destiny 2 player who stopped playing after year one, but came back for Shadowkeep. I barely have any good weapons, only run one character, and I'm doing my best to get to power level 950. Still a ways off, unfortunately. Let's just say that when it comes to the new Garden of Salvation raid, I'm not a sexy LFG pickup. My good friend Andy has been a serious Xbox des- has been in a serious uh, Xbox Destiny clan for a few years now. Not only do they game regularly, but they also travel long distances to hang out IRL too. Tomorrow is Extra Life, and during our gaming event, Andy has prearranged a raid group for me with his close-knit Destiny 2 clan mates. They know I'm a novice, but signed up to Sherpa anyway. Uh, I would would likely never do the new raid, if not for this act of inclusivity and goodwill. I'd like to send a gracious thank you to Andy, his Destiny 2 clan, Ilresto, and every other player out there who welcomes us into their squad. You make gaming fun. Cheers to you. Support Extra Life tomorrow. That's rad. Yeah, incredibly rad. Very cool stuff. Yes, everybody, support Extra Life tomorrow. Remember, we are streaming 10 a.m. Pacific time, twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. The community will be hosted on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. You can go join the team, kindofunny.com slash extra life, or tomorrow that'll turn into a donate link that mm-hmm. you can donate to as you watch and make us spin the wheel and do stupid stuff for your amusement. You can also get the shirt. It's a really dope shirt. Cannon right. Kind of funny.com slash El Shirto. Kind of funny.com slash El Shirto. Because Nick. Couldn't read the URL the first time. Hold on. Barrett's bringing it up. There it is. I'll be wearing mine tomorrow. Tim mm-hmm. will be wearing nothing if you nothing spin the wheel all. correctly. Spin the wheel. Uh, we asked people watching live on twitch.tv slash games to go to kindofunnycom slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later. Uh, Mark says ACCC is widely accepted to be pronounced as a triple C.
0: I like that. And she's so Sarah Judge. Is no sarah no sarah court, court. sarah <laughs> court is also the commissioner so she's the c of the a triple c i'm liking this there's a lot of c's boards in
1: zero zero says tim c's. sonic boom was from the u.s release of sonic cd and was the theme song for that not sonic boom like i said if you listened if I, d- you, I didn't it's all you new know, because i realized i was I, th- I, I you know when i was doing it, it con- i think i was doing frozen let it go, let it go. No, I was doing Sonic yeah. Well, when you first did Sonic it, it sounded
0: like the the Sonic CD theme song. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then the second time you did it, I was like, "That's Frozen." Greg doesn't know what the fuck. You're... Like I could tell you didn't you, because that that's why I think it was under my breath. I was just like, "I can't believe you played Sonic CD." No, I, I didn't play no Sonic CD. Trust yeah. me. Come on now. Played Spo- Sonic. You should Steam have ball. Sonic CD. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 I can't trust you. One though, of the best. Ones. Like Sonic games. Of, I don't. I like the good ones. Sonic <laughs> CD is one of them. I wish I could believe you. I can't. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Remember Sonic Hedgehog Four when they were like doing the episodes and stuff? Fuck you, dude. Do Remember you know that? how hyped I was? Do you know how incredibly Hills, uh, hyped I wait. was for Sonic the Hillary Hedgehog Four Episode One? They're going to keep giving us them. I played it.
1: What that's did I want? Took. Why did I all want all this? I hear you, ladies and gentlemen. Project that's kind Hedgehog. of funny. Games Daily for the week ending November 1, 2019. Uh, right now, the BlizzCon press conference is kicking off, so it'll be interesting to see what all happens there. We'll talk about it on Monday. Uh, your hosts on, for next week are going to be this way. Me and Tim on Monday, me and Imran on Tuesday, me and Fran on Wednesday, me and Imran on Thursday, me and Tim on Friday. Woo! Remember, the games cast will be Thursday, 2 p.m. Myself, Fran, Imran, and Tim. Find out who won the Metacritic Death Stranding bet. That was a pizza party is
0: what Andy said, so I'm pretty mm-hmm. stoked about that. A pizza party. That's what Andy said. The <laughs> winner gets a pizza party. That's what Andy said. <laughs> We're, We're all fucking all said winners, dude. I yeah, love it. I know, right? Exactly. Oh, uh, with Death Stranding, we really are all winners. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen,
1: it's been our pleasure to serve you.